Well, 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 it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Welcome to Smarks, Spa Monkeys, and Super Kicks. I'm your host, Sean Puff. We had a, a week away from you, end of the summer. I had to get in a little bit of summer vacation. So much going on anyway. So we kind of missed you for a week. Glad to be back. A day late today posting this. We should have been up on Thursday, but it's going up on Friday again. It's just been crazy around here. So much going on. We got a lot to talk about. We got a great episode for you. Uh, I got Mike K will be here with me today. Um, I'm going to talk about All In. He's not going to join me for that, but I'm going to give you a rundown on All In and all my thoughts on it. We got a lot to talk about all the backstage stuff going on. News on Paul Heyman possibly having a uh, his own stable coming up um the aop now with drake maverick that was unexpected uh, so we're talking about all that stuff i want to talk a little about tess blanchett as well winning the knockouts championship congratulations there to tessa blanchard and tons more you know how we go when me and mike get in here and stop talking we kind of just go we bounce all around and we get into everything so it's going to be a great show we're going to talk about a lot of stuff i'm actually in the car right now So if you happen to hear rain, it's because it's raining out and I'm driving to Boston to go get my girlfriend and talking to you guys at the same time. Why? Because it's easy to do it while I'm driving. Nothing else going on. Might as well get my thoughts out to you guys. So again, this is going to be a great show. I don't know if any of you guys watched All In. All In was a great event. I unfortunately didn't get to watch it live. I had a, a fantasy football draft going on, but I did watch it the very next morning. What a great show. I loved it. My girl loved it. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Of course, there's a lot of stuff going on about that. All the talk about Joey Ryan and the the giant walking penises and all that junk. Some people love it. Some people hate it. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I might even get Mike's comments on that, even though he's not going to be on the all-in segment. I might ask him about that when we start talking about our stuff. Um Man, I don't even know. I feel like we've missed so much because we missed an entire week. Uh, We're coming up on another pay-per-view. So, you know, Hell in the Cell coming up right around the corner a week away from that. Of course, you know, next week we'll have a preview for that. We'll do that on a regular episode for you and preview that. Um, Shorter than the SummerSlam preview because we don't have to do NXT. So that's a great thing. I won't keep you for three hours for that episode. Um... But man, it's great to be back. I feel like I've been gone forever, just having a week off. I was down in Cape Cod, doing my thing down there, having some fun. Um, But now we're back, we're ready to get things going, we're ready to turn it up a notch and get you going again. Uh, Again, I'm Sean Puff. This is Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks. And it's time to start the show. Okay, so that was a bitch. Welcome to Smart Spot Monkeys and Super Kicks once again. I'm Sean Puff, and this time I'm going to break down All In. I was doing it a little while ago, and then I lost everything. So I was about 10 minutes into going through everything with you, but here we are again. Let's start this thing from the top um, and, and break down everything that happened at All In for you. I'm going to have to pull up some shit. Hold on a second.
right. I love that I can pause now and get right back into it. This this new thing that they got going on here is pretty freaking awesome. Shout out to Anchor. If you're trying to do a podcast, get on Anchor, bro. Anchor's dope. Um, let's redo all this stuff. Gets us out all over the place. If you're doing a podcast, check out the Anchor app. That's where we do our podcast every week. Uh, so they actually kicked off on WG, WGN America Saturday night with the Zero Hour pre-show. And the first match of the night was uh, the Briscoes versus SoCal and Center. They were represented by Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Uh, what a great match to start it out. I was surprised uh, at the, the outcome of this one. By the way, there's going to be spoilers here. So if you didn't watch all in, sorry to tell you. You're going to get things spoiled right about now. So maybe you want to pause this, go online, watch it, and then come back and listen. And Because I'm just going to run through everything for you really, really quickly. Uh, I want to let you know, Travis Moody was there from the Ringside Apostles, as was Dave Meltzer. So I'm going to give you both their thoughts on the matches, their ratings of the matches, along with my own. Um, by the way, if you haven't checked out GodHateGeeks.com, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go to GodHateGeeks.com, click on the Ringside Apostles, and you're going to see everything we bring you. We're always bringing you new stuff, whether it's about the WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, the Indies. There may or may not be an article about PWG Bola out there right now. And if there isn't, there will be soon. So definitely check it out. Again, GodHateGeeks.com, click on the Ringside Apostles, and check it out. I write for him. Your boy Sean Puff's there. So you can check him out. Check out our Sean and Sean show preview from TakeOver Brooklyn 4. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to this one. Uh, Great match. Came to an end in in an incredible way. The Briscoes attempted a doomsday device. Frankie Gazarian catches Mark in mid-flight and gives a power slam off Jay's shoulders. They get the pinfall victory, and SoCal and Center defeats the Briscoes. Um, I think it was great. We, we started the show with an incredible opening match featuring guys that people know. Um, set the tone. Wow, it was incredible. Um, the Briscoes worked as heels, and SCU was kind of the faces in this one, which was great. Um, I think it also sets them up because, as many of you may realize, at, it was stated that if the so, SoCal and Censor doesn't get themselves some gold before the end of the year, their contract will be up and they will be fired from uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling. So that should make you think of something. They'll be fired from Ring of Honor Wrestling. So they got to do something. I don't really think they're going to get fired. So this is a great setup. Beating the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, the Briscoes, puts them in a spot where they can make a claim for those Ring of Honor Tag Team titles in the very near future. So we'll see how that goes. From there, we went off to the, uh, for a shot at the Ring of Honor Championship later on in the night in the over-budget Battle Royal. Um, over-budget Battle Royal because they had so many guys in here. You had guys from everywhere. We had Moose, Rocky Romero, Bully Ray, Billy Gunn, Tommy Dreamer, Colt Cabana, Brian Cage, and Jordan Grace. Yes, we had a female in it. Um, shout out to Jordan Grace for that. That was a great match. Uh, I mean, wow. Chucky e. T, Trent Barretta was there. All Ego Ethan Page was in it. Punishment Mart- 
Martinez was in this match. Uh, so we saw a bunch of guys. Hurricane Helms made an appearance in the Overbudget Battle Royal. Colt Cabana was in the Overbudget Battle Royal. Uh, we got to see Jordan Grace showing off her strength when she eliminated Brian Cage after after squatting with him. Incredible. What a, what a great show there. It was great to get the fans going. These were two great matches to really get things going. Um, when you look at how it, it ended, uh, Bully Ray eliminates Jordan Grace, eliminates Colt Cabana, and then there's an unknown luchador who was in it that was slammed through a table at the beginning of the match, never got in the ring, and he pulls off his mask, and it's Flip Gordon. And he eliminates Bully Ray, and earns himself a shot at Jay Lethal's title later on in the match, and all of a sudden, Flip Gordon goes from all out to all in. What a great way to start that show. Um, so, I mean, wow. Wow, what a great match. So, you watch that, if you haven't watched that, it's on YouTube. You can check the... the in the Zero Hour, right on YouTube, it's free to watch, so go check that out. Actually, most of your matches, you'll be able to find them on, on YouTube. Uh, so then we start with the show. The real show started, we had Matt Cross versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Um, again, these are guys that people don't really know, and they did put on a decent match. Uh, can't say it was the best match of the night, but they came out there and did their thing. Uh, took a little bit away because people don't know who they are and you know a lot of people were into All In because of all these big names from all over the indies that they wanted to see and it started with two guys that people don't really know but they did put on a good match they did their thing it was a quality opener Matt Cross came out with a with a victory after a cutter and a shooting star press which was a surprise if you follow either one of them uh, you kind of thought that he would, Matt Cross was going to be there to put MJF over uh, because he kind of dominated that match, but in the end, Matt Cross gets the victory. Again, I like when you get a surprise, when it's something that nobody's expecting, and someone comes out, especially in a card like this. I like surprises. It's what gets people going. It's what makes this card so great. You got to go all in, and you get some surprises. Then from there, we went to Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell. Of course, Stephen Amell is the CW's arrow. He went one-on-one with Christopher Daniels in... The first high-profile match of the night. Uh, here's what I'm going to say about Amel. Some people don't like him because of whatever reasons. He's not your greatest technical wrestler. The guy's still learning. But he does great for a guy that's just getting into the business. Sure, he's an action hero. He looks great. He can move around because he's the arrow. So, of course, he can. But uh, it was... They put on a great match. They went out there, left it all there. Jerry Lynn was the referee in this match, so that added to that. You got to see a little Jerry Lynn, Christopher Daniels action as they kind of went on it. Um, so, you know, Christopher Daniels and, and Jerry Lynn had a little argument over everything. Stephen Mello almost got the win during the argument. And Amel got hit with the best moonsault ever. And Christopher Daniels came out with a win. I think it was the right way to book this one. Although Amel is up and coming, it's great for him for being involved in this type of thing and being around, being good friends with Cody. Um, you got to put over the veteran, Christopher Daniels. But again, great match. I was pretty happy with uh, how that one turned out. And SoCal Uncensored, by the way, 
2-0 in the night with that victory. From there, we went on to a fatal four-way. We saw Madison Rain, Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Tessa Blanchett. Four incredible women wrestlers. Of course, Madison Rain from the beautiful people. She's done her thing. She's been all around. She's a May Young Classic this year. Britt Baker. Britt Baker, the girlfriend of Adam Cole, baby! Uh, she's an, another one up and coming. I expect to see her uh, get a contract with a major company or a mid-major company very, very soon. Chelsea Green. That woman does work. You may know her as Laurel Van Ness from Impact Wrestling fame. The psychotic bride. The hot mess, if you will. And then, of course, Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard, in my opinion, is the next great women's wrestler. Mark my words. She comes from a pedigree. She's got everybody in her her grandfather wrestled. Her father, of course, the great Tully Blanchard wrestled. Her stepfather, the great Magnum T.A. This girl was born and bred to be in the ring and to be a champion. Of course, right now, she's the Impact Women's Champion. Um, but I expect more great things from her. Uh, she ends up hitting a hammerlock DDT to Green, scoring the win right before Brick Breaker could break up the pin. And I was kind of confused at the ending because it kind of looked like Britt Baker got in there to break it up. I don't know if she was supposed to break it up and it was a mistake or if she wasn't supposed to break it up. And that's why they kept going because they were like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be breaking this up. I don't know. End of the day, Tessa Blanchard got the win, which is the right thing to do because she is your next great women's wrestler. Mark my words. If you haven't checked her out yet, keep your eye on the up-and-coming Tessa Blanchard. And by the way, that match was incredible. I'm going to go and give that match four Bibles. And I also don't have up the ratings from Meltzer and Moody, so we're going to skip them. But I'm going to go back real quick and just let you know what I thought of all these matches. So your first match was SoCal Uncensored versus the Briscoes. I'm going to go 3.75. I know that that's what Meltzer gave it. Moody gave it 3.5. I liked it. I love the surprise ending in that one. So Callen sends it with the win. So that one gets a 3.75. I'm going to give the, the over-budget Battle Royal four Bibles. I'm going to give the opening match three Bibles because I thought they really did a good job. And I'm going to give three and a half to Amel and uh, Christopher Daniels. Of course, a lot of the talk was that that match wasn't as good in person and was better uh, on television. I know Melcher gave that one a 2.75, and I think Moody gave it a 3. Uh, I went a little above that because I watched it on TV. I wasn't live like they were. It, it translated very well on television, so I have no problem giving that one a 3.5. A, a so uh, that's what I thought about that, that match. Uh, that we're here at the Fatal 4-Way, which I, I'm gonna, that was a four-star match for four women in that. Um, a great, great, great match for them to, to be the women representatives uh, at All In outside of Jordan Grace. Uh, then from there, this was a match a lot of people thought this should have been the main event, but Cody didn't want to like hog the spotlight. Much respect to him for that. The NWA Championship on the line Nick Aldis, one-on-one with Cody Rhodes. Uh, you know, this was just 
the climax of everything. That's why a lot of people thought this should have been at the very end. Because we saw it all come to a head. This is what it was all about. You know, Dusty Rhodes, who had so many battles for that NWA World Championship. Some great ones with the likes of the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Cody trying to follow in the footsteps of his father and also make his own name by capturing the NWA World Championship. What a great match these two put on. Nick Aldis has done a great job of bringing the NWA World title back to relevance after it spent a lot of time not really meaning anything. Um, at the end of the day, I think we all knew this was gonna happen. I don't think this was a surprise to anyone. It was all in, it was Cody's event. Um, disaster kick and tons of reversals then Rhodes stacked Aldis up and hit him with a roll up Cody defeats him he's a new NWA champion great match I'm gonna give this one four and a half four and two four point two five Bibles because it told a great story I only give it a little less because it was kind of known what was going to happen. Let's just be honest about it. We kind of all expected that Cody was going to walk out of there. You're a new NWA champion. And that's what happened. Um, but God, what a great match. Nick Aldis did it all. This guy, how does he not have a contract? How is he doing all these shows for superstars of wrestling and Wrestle Circus and all that? Nick Aldis should be in the WWE or Ring of Honor or back at Impact. He should be somewhere. I don't understand how he's not. But, man, hopefully this got him under some people's radar and we see him somewhere again. I mean, last time we saw him on a major brand, he was Magnus in Impact. So, um, love to see him get himself a good uh, contract coming out of this because the man deserves it. Uh, he's a great talent, and so is Cody Rhodes. These two put on a great match, told a great story. Congratulations to Cody on finally capturing that NWA world title and bringing everything full circle with the story of his dad. Um, they just did about everything they could to make this storytelling as great as it can. Uh, the pop that Rhodes got when he won was incredible. Um, tears streaming down his face. I mean, we saw everything. You saw, I think one of the biggest points of the match was when Nick Aldis went up for the elbow drop and Brandy Rhodes jumped in the ring to, to come to save Cody and took the elbow drop off the top from Aldis. That was a wow moment. That was definitely a wow moment of the night. Um, again, great match. They did their thing. Congratulations to Cody. Um, it brought chills and it probably should have ended the show but I understand why it did it again kudos to Cody Rhodes and congratulations on your NWA championship from there the show went on and we had a Chicago street fight between Adam Page and Joey Janela all I can say about this match wow wow these guys did it all this was a hell of a fight I won't even call it a match this was a hell of a fight. The antics after, 
kind of took away from the ending of it. Joey Janela was put through a table from the top of the cage and practically died. I wouldn't be surprised if we see it being uh, being the elite where they talk about the death of Joey Janela after being strangled with a phone cord and then put through the table with the rite of passage by Hangman Page. Hangman Page gets the win. But the big thing happened after the match. Joey Ryan rose from the afterlife, made his way to the ring, and hits him with his signature move. And this is what caused so much uproar. Because not, he didn't just run out to the ring. No, 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 no. He had about a dozen penises walk out from the back, make their way down the aisle, and stand kind of like, you know, when The Undertaker shows up and he's got the druids? It was that. Except, instead of the druids, it was giant penises. Very interesting. Some people hated it. We all know how some people in the industry feel about Joey Janela and this angle that he does with the penises and the penis grabbing and the penis flips. That's his thing, but some people hate it. Some people really, really hate it. But, I mean, it was entertaining. I thought it was very entertaining. Some people said, oh, well, if people were there with their families, how do you think it made them feel? Here's my thoughts. It's all in. This isn't WWE. This isn't PG. You shouldn't be bringing your 10-year-old to all in. That's not what it was for. That This was for your real wrestling fans. Your wrestling fans who love the indie stuff, who love blood, who love gore, who love penis jokes. Plain and simple. That's it. If you don't like it, that's too damn bad. Um, you get it? You know, I, I, I think the people that are going to complain about it are just going to complain all the time. Um, Paige looks great in that match. Penelope Ford always looks great. Joey Janela looks great. Joey Janela is a diamond in the rough. People uh, underestimate this guy. I've seen a lot of him in Evolve. I've met him personally. He's a great guy. Um, but they put on an incredible match and did everything they should have done in that one. Um, and I'm not against the ending. I think the ending was perfectly fine. I'm 100% fine with how they ended that match with Adam, uh, not Adam Page, but with uh, the appearance of Joey Ryan. I don't know how people didn't expect it. It's being the elite. It's, it's the Bucks thing. You know that they're going to uh, highlight being the elite. You know what I mean? Uh, it's been a, it's been months long this story with the death of Joey Ryan. Did you think they weren't going to bring it to a head at their pay-per-view? Of course they were. So, a lot of people criticized it because they said a lot of people don't watch Being the Elite. So if you don't watch Being the Elite, you were kind of confused as to what was going on, why Joey Ryan came out, and why Hangman Page got carried away by a dozen penises. Sure, may have been confusing, but maybe you should pay more attention. If you're following them and you're so into the bucks and you're so behind all in, pay a little more attention to them. But uh, I thought it was awesome. 
I, you know, I'm not gonna make any complaints about it. There were a lot of violent bumps. There were superb theatrics and an awesome payoff in the post-match. So, um, this match, I'm gonna give it four Bibles. There you go. Then we have the Ring of Honor Championship match. Uh, Jay Lethal defends against the winner of the over-budget Battle Royal, Flip Gordon. This was a good match as well. Uh, a lot of back and forth. Kind of looked many times like Flip Gordon was going to walk out of here. Your new Ring of Honor champion. Flip Gordon, friend of mine as well. We're, we're, we're Facebook friends, as I am with so many people anyway. Um, <clears throat> he hulked up at one point. That was kind of cool, watching him do that. They made they made references to, to Hogan and the Warrior and all that stuff as, as it went on. Um, but at the end... Lethal Injection by Jay Lethal saw him come out with the victory and hold on to his Ring of Honor Championship in a match that I'm going to go and say three and a half Bibles for this one. It was it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, and if you watched it, I, my biggest thing that I liked was how right before Jay Lethal comes out, he's in his regular Jay Lethal gear. And then on the back, you see a hand reach out and hand him a pair of sunglasses. And he like makes a look at them licks his lips and becomes black machismo which was awesome this is one of those things where black machismo fits in perfectly because it's about gimmicks it's all in this is what it was um i i you know some people didn't like it some people think it took up too much time i loved it i loved it um again it wasn't about the ring of honor title because this was a ring of honor this was all in. It was cool watching him do his black machismo gimmick. Coming out and and grabbing uh, Brandy. Because Brandy Rhodes came out with Flip Gordon. Which I'm sure that will lead to more issues down the road. But Brandy Rhodes came out with Flip Gordon to the ring. And Lethal kept in his black machismo gimmick. Coming and grabbing her and bringing her back to his side of the ring. Much like Savage would do with Elizabeth. It was awesome to see, especially for guys like me who love the Macho Man. It was great seeing Black, Black Machismo there. Uh, after the match, Bully Ray came out, attacked Lethal, uh, Flip Gordon, and Lady Poffo, who was the one who handed the glasses to Lethal to transform him back into Black Machismo. <clears throat> so they all got beat up. Colt Cabana came out, made the save. Bully Ray through a table. And it was great to get Colt Cabana in there in a big spot in his hometown. Um, I don't think it added anything to it. It was just kind of like, hey, we're in Chicago. Let's give you a spot where you can look great in front of hometown fans. I'm all for it. Great move. Then we go on to Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr. in another great match. These two guys, people love Pentagon Jr. This guy is an up-and-coming guy. Um, some people hate him. I don't know why. I think he's great. I expect him at 205 really, really soon. That's what the rumors say. Uh, these two put on an incredible match. What a contest here. The fans were chanting all in during this one. Uh, tons of high spots. Tons of great moves. Kenny Omega comes out with the victory after the one-winged angel. And after the match, the arena darkens, the lights go out, and they played this out great. 
it seemed like it was an accident and oh this is what happens when you're doing your your first pay-per-view we have we have problems sometimes we apologize the lights go back on and pentagon attacks omega and starts beating him up they point out that he has different tattoos he pulls off his mask and it's y2j chris jericho to further the feud between omega and jericho great wrestling match didn't rely on like all these other gimmicks and and, and and angles to drive the match. It was just a great in-ring product. Uh, the, they blew the roof off the place with this match. Uh, both of these guys left it all in the ring. Um, wow. Some people, again, they're going to say that they don't like Jericho getting involved because the whole point of it is just to push the Jericho's. But isn't that what they do? They're working together on that, too. So I, I like that said. I like that they work together. This is what it's all about, man. This is what it's all about. Best pure match of the show overall. I'm giving this one 4.75 Bibles. Then... Kazukata, Marty Skrull, another match that grew so much hype, so much hate. Um, as people said that it went too long, it made the main event go short because of it, that they've almost cut the match off because it kept going too far. Um, you know, we've had this buildup with this between BTE and and other things with Okada flashing 205 at Marty Skrull, basically telling him, Get out of here and go to 205 Live. You don't belong here. Um, it was great. It was great. We saw Okada get hit by an umbrella by Skrull. Skrull hits him with the Rainmaker. Almost gets the win. And then two straight Rainmakers from Okada on Skrull. Ending the night. As the former IWGP champion scored the victory. And was the only Bullet Club member to not win, which is very interesting. Um, of course, many people already know after the show, you saw Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the and the Bucks come out and say, you didn't see it on TV because or, or on the pay-per-view because their time ran out. Um, but they came out and spoke and said they're going to stick together. They made a decision that with their contracts up, wherever they go, they're all going together. So... Skrull, interestingly enough, wasn't there with them. It could mean so many different things. Skrull's contract's not up at the same time as them. So, I guess you can't say you're going to stick together with him if his contract's not up and everybody else's is. So, it could be something people are looking too into on, on his loss and all of that. But whatever. Great match. I'm going to give it a four Bibles on that one as well. What a fine match. Um, it took a little while to get going. It was slow to start. And it kind of looked like that Skrull was going to get the victory and get the upset. Building Mighty Skrull up is this this guy. Um, but they did their thing. Like I said, some people complained that it went over and that they took up too much time and that the, they caught heat in the back for it. But who knows if that's the reality of it. All I know is it was a great match and I enjoyed it very, very much. And then it brought us to the main event. 
the Golden Elite, the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi versus Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandito. It was a fast, furious action, quick match that happened. The Luchadors came out here to, to get things going in. Um, there was like no order. There wasn't storytelling. There was no psychology. This was just a great high-risk match of spot monkeys. This was a bunch of spot monkeys doing spots at the end of a show to really get the crowd going. I mean, you can't complain about it. We saw a twisting dive from Phoenix and a dive off the rope from Matt Jackson. It, it, it was crazy. Like, no one really just held on to it. We Mysterio hits a 619. Phoenix hit a disaster. Bandito, Bandito hit a Harakirata. Ray Jr. hits a frog splash. The crowd's chanting Eddie. The action continued. It was overheard. The, the referee saying, go home. Bucks and Ibushi delivered a series of moonsaults. A melter driver. And that's the end of the story on that one. I'm going to say give that one a little bit less, though. I'm going to give this one only about 3.25 stars. Just because it was short. Like I said, no storytelling. No psychology. It was just a bunch of spot monkeys jumping and flipping. It wasn't your... your Wow main event it, There were a couple matches on this card That I think could have been a better main event for it But the Bucks are the stars of the Bullet Club This is their thing The Golden Elite Abushi, Ray Jr He was probably the biggest The biggest star to get signed for this show So it was that, That's why they, they, they had this match in the main event It wasn't about This is going to be the greatest match of the night This is about This is going to be incredible We're going to do a bunch of crazy spots this is a spot monkey match, and the crowd's going to get so excited over it, whether or not it's a good match because of all the crazy spots, and they're going to go home happy regardless. Um, it's kind of how it went. It was it was chaos. So, good match, I think. I think overall the, crop, the card was great. I'm not going to give you an overall rating on the card because I just don't feel like it right now. Um, but check it out. If you didn't see all in, watch it. People are already talking about all in too. Don't think we're going to see an all-in two, because why would we? There's no need for an all-in two. These guys are going to get signed to the WWE, I think, next year, and you're not going to. There's not not going to be doing anything on their own. They're going to be under the WWE umbrella, and they're going to make a boatload of money. Some people are going to get mad because they're going to say they're going to get watered down. But at the end of the day, it's about feeding your family. So I expect very much to see the Bucks. The Bullet Club all end up in the WWE shortly after the new year. But what a great card. These guys came out and did it. Melcher challenged them. You know, or was it Alvarez? One of them challenged them and said that they couldn't. These guys couldn't fill a sell out a 10,000 seat arena, and they did that. The actual gate was a little, just over 11,000 people there. Uh, plus, you had the people watching on pay per view. It was a great night for wrestling overall. Uh, because when you look at it, this shows that there's competition. This shows there's other great things outside of the WWE PG umbrella. And there's things that are going to drive the WWE to start having to put out better product. Unless they go and just buy out everybody. I mean, they could do that. But, I, but this night was not only a victory for the Young Bucks. 
not only a victory for Cody Rhodes, not only a victory for the Bullet Club, but a victory for pro wrestling and wrestling fans as a whole. So I give a bravo to the Bucks, a bravo to Cody, a bravo to everybody who took part in All In and showed the world that the love for professional wrestling is still there and that it's not all PG era watered down bullcrap like we're always complaining about and that there are great times ahead for the sport of professional wrestling so you know hats off to everybody involved in all in now let's get ready for the next steps Oh, maybe you're on here. Let's see if you're on my, uh, let's see if you come through my speakers. Are you there? I'm here. All right, you're here. I don't know why I can't hear. There we go. Hello? Hey, I'm here. There you go. I'm trying to get this to, to pop up so we can do it speaker like we always do, yeah. but it won't let me on speaker. Yeah, I was trying, that's what, when you asked me before about whether or not I could do it on the, uh, in the car, I was like, oh. Sure. Yeah, I just started to work on speakers. So I got, you know, I don't know. We're always going to have little little bugs until they keep updating things. All the new little updates they're doing to this thing, but yeah, it's all good. Um, now we can edit, so that's pretty cool. So if we mess things up, I can go and cut it out. Nice. So if you see something that I just don't want to hear, I can just cut it out. Nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been two weeks. We took a little vacation last week. It was like our midsummer vacation. Yeah. Uh. What a great week of wrestling. Question. All in yet. I've not watched it. Like, from beginning to end, I saw the highlights of it all. So, I know everything, okay. I know everything that happened. So, have you what? Here's my question. Well, the police are reported ahead. Let's fix that. I don't need the police being reported. Uh, where are we here? Let's do this. Stop that. And then I'll come back to you. And here we are. All right, good. I had my ways going, which is telling me that the police were reported ahead. Yeah. Um, so did you happen to catch the uh, Hangman Page Joey Janela match, which was followed by the Joey Ryan return? Uh, no. I didn't I didn't see uh, no, I didn't I saw obviously the highlights, but I didn't see that part. With Joey Ryan. You didn't see the giant penises, the 12 giant penises. and No, I did not. So this has caused so much uproar on the internet. Yeah. Because there are a bunch of people that are against it. A lot of people hate Joey Ryan because of his gimmick, where you grab his penis and he flips you over and all that stuff. People hate it. Yeah. People think it's it destroys the, the sport of wrestling. It's against everything and it shouldn't be done right and then there's some people who think it's hilarious like myself i absolutely love it and think it's funny and i'm happy that finally 
men with strong penises are being represented in professional wrestling. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know why people get all worked up for stupid stuff like that. It's not a big no, deal. People, the thing that the thing that I heard the most that people were complaining about, where they said, "What if people were there with their families? How do you think they felt?" My answer to that is, it's not WWE. It's not a PG program. Right. So why the hell do you have your kid there? Right. Exactly. It's no yeah. It's no different than going to see like if you go to a child to a rated R movie, like you can't you can't turn around and be upset because of what happened. Yeah, because you're bringing them to that, and you know what it is. Right. You know that this isn't a PC product. I'm a, like I'm also a, a person who's against. I'm against children, like kids being in bars. I don't think it belongs yeah. in a bar ever. Like I don't care if it's supposed to be a restaurant too. If it's a bar, the kid doesn't belong in there because if it's just that reason. It's a bar, I, it's a bar and it's not meant to be kid friendly. It's meant to be you know, guys swear and people. Are vulgar and people say things because it's a bar. That's the culture. You don't want to. Yeah, and then you see people that do that bring their kids there and they get mad and they give in dirty looks because there's things that they don't want to hear. They don't want their kids hearing. Right. Don't bring your kids to a bar. Right. If you don't want your kids to see a guy flipping people by his dick and then carrying other, and then that guy getting carried back to the back by 12 giant penises, then maybe you shouldn't be at an indie wrestling show. Right, exactly. I'm just. So, yeah, I actually, because um, I'm, I'm here, I'm actually watching it right now. I don't have the sound on, but I'm watching it. So I'm looking, I saw everything. So you just saw him come out with all the penis. It was cool how they did it. Yeah. They kind of made it come out like, kind of like when the Undertaker would come back and all the druids would come out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it was cool. I see what they were doing. I see the story they were trying to tell. And a lot of people also don't follow being the elite. I know you don't follow being the elite. Yeah. So people that don't follow being the elite don't even understand the whole basis behind that storyline where what they did was like two months ago, um, Adam Page killed Joey Ryan with a phone cord. Yeah. So Joey Ryan's been dead and they did a funeral for Joey Ryan and Hangman Page did it, but nobody knew if it was him. So he came out and admitted that he did it. And now Joey Ryan came back. So it was supposed to be Joey Ryan resurrected from the dead. Yeah. So few one, I, it's the resurrection angle, which makes it a lot like the undertaker. Right. So I get the connection to the Druids where instead of him coming out with a bunch of Druids in his resurrection, he came out with a bunch of penises. I yeah. get it. I get what they were going for. It was funny. It was entertaining. The people that are complaining about it, Need to go somewhere else. Right, go somewhere else. There are people that are wrestling fans on my Facebook because I have a huge wrestling network that are saying, if you think that was funny, then you should unfriend me now. Why? It was funny. Get over it. Or just watch WWE. If you don't like that stuff, watch a PG product. Then you won't have to worry about it. It's pretty simple. I mean, that's his gimmick. That's his gimmick. That's what it's all about him. Like, if you don't like his gimmick, then whatever. Then don't. Then don't watch him. You know what I mean? And you knew he was going to be there. It was announced that Joey Ryan was going to be there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And even if it wasn't. So what? You know the angles that go on. Right. It's indie wrestling. Indie wrestling. There was a female 
in the in the in the over but over budget battle royal. Right. I'm sure people are like that. Oh, female fighting guys. Then yeah. watch WWE. It's just yeah, people just don't wanna. They 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 can't handle things. It's no different than when Triple H dressed up like Kane and was trying to pretending that he was like banging the court. <laughs> That was a great angle. You know, I love that. Right. That's one of those I go back and laugh about all the time. Right. But talk, it was kind of dumb. Right. I'm not going to lie to you. It was kind of, it was definitely classless. Right. Triple H having sex with a corpse. Right, exactly. Drugs So, I mean, was, like wrestling's always had these, like, over the top, like, overly inappropriate. Like, angle things that happen that's happened all the time around for years you can go back and there's a handful of them that you can look you can look back and be like i remember this one they don't give birth to a hand yeah they don't give birth to a hand right exactly um, the whole thing with uh, like kai and tai in valvin chopping his penis right. off choppy choppy right different things that happen like that right. but and they get mad in an indie show fight. It's an indie show. Right. Sure, it was connected to New Japan. Sure, it was connected to Ring of Honor. But it was an indie show. Right. No crazy shit at indie shows. I watch indie shows all the time. Yeah. We were just at Evolve. And when we went to Evolve, we saw Stokely Hathaway attack someone with a screwdriver. Yeah. And the angle was he dug his eye out with the screwdriver. Yeah. It's an indie show. It's not for kids right. at all. Granted, there were people with kids there. Of course. I want to say there was a baby there. It was like a one-year-old who actually didn't cry the whole night and enjoyed the show. There was a dog there. People were psyched about the dog. <laughs> it was a very interesting night at that show. Right. This stuff happens at indie shows, and you have to understand the product that you're watching. Right. If you're not into that, then don't watch the product. Exactly. There's a product for you. Right. There's a there's a there's a, a wrestling organization that will give you what you want. Trust me. I watch a lot. Me and my girlfriend were watching something. I sent her this video of these I, I forget what the heck it's called, but it's some weird wrestling promotion where they all dress up in monster costumes and they have cardboard building set up in the middle of the ring and it's like monsters fighting there was like giant silver potato versus some godzilla like monster and some other monster okay yeah yeah that's what we said we're like okay this is freaking weird yeah but there's a group of fans who are into that right that's for somebody they get a following but it's not for everybody. I love wrestling. Yeah. I would not go see that live. No. Ever. I do not care. You will never see me at that Kaijo, whatever it was called. I don't even know what it was called, <laughs> but it was crazy. I actually was watching it on the WWN Network, which is where I watch Evolve Wrestling and Shine Wrestling and all that. Yeah. So it's not like this is just something that's just for, that's only available to a certain group. It's on a regular wrestling network that I watch and I subscribe to. So, granted, it was weird and it wasn't my thing, 
But there's a group of people that watch that. I'm not, I wasn't complaining about it. I didn't come out here and say, this is the worst thing. I can't believe giant silver potato was in a match. But it is what it is. Exactly. You know, stay in your lane, watch what you like. And if you don't like it, don't watch it. Right. Don't get mad because it happens. Don't watch it. Right. Nobody cares. You don't like, you don't like penis jokes. I like penis jokes. I could spend two hours telling penis jokes and it wouldn't bother me. (laughs) But Whatever. You know, I digress. Some people get pissed about that. But I think overall it was a good show. Uh, it was great for the wrestling business as a whole. And uh, hopefully it moves all these guys forward. I think you're going to see a bunch of these guys get put into uh, more mainstream after that incredible show. That That's my thoughts on it. Yeah. And get over Joey Ryan. Yeah. I think if you have a problem with Joey Ryan flipping people with his penis, it's because you have penis envy. Maybe. I'm sorry that your penis isn't as strong as his. Apparently not. Not much I can do about it, but hey, he's got a strong penis. His dick is strong. Yeah. It's kind of what it is. <laughs> I, I can relate to him. That's why I like Joey Ryan. <laughs> there you go. Right. If you've ever beat someone up with your penis, you can relate to Joey Ryan. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> on, on to other things. By the way, at the end of that, I don't know if you saw what happened at the end of that, but uh, the Bullet Club minus Marty Skrull all came out and said that they've made a decision that they're going to stick together wherever they go after the contracts are up. Yeah. I think that's great, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Yeah, so you get them as a package deal, which is nice. Yeah. But now, of course, that brought up a lot of talk about Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull was the only Bullet Club member to not win his match. He wasn't in the ring with them when they made that statement. Um, They were saying that his match went over the time that was allotted to it. Yeah. They almost pulled the plug on it. Yeah. I've heard reports. Which makes it kind of goes goes to our thought process. We had mentioned that the last match, the the match between um, the Young Bucks and Whatever the six man tag was was yep, fast. Yep. and it was fast because they were actually over time, and that they had to get it done before a certain time. Yep, yep, because they were going to go off the air. Right. Uh, but, but then I heard that other matches went over, and it wasn't the Marty Skrull Okada match that went over, and that Matt Jackson told them before they went out, "Hey, take your time. Who cares if we go if we get cut off? It it wasn't a big deal. That last match wasn't like." a main match. I think they did that for a reason. You saw Cody versus Nick Aldis more towards the middle. Right, because the main, the big ones that you wanted to get off all happened already, so. All happened already. This yeah. was a gimmick match. I just said it, you know, before we, I got on with you, I just did my, my rundown of all in. That was the spot monkey match. Yeah. It was a bunch of high-flying, chaotic spots. Yeah. That's what it was for. It was to get everybody excited. You just saw a great night of action. Now watch all these crazy spots and the spot monkeys are out. Right. It was. It wasn't about let's put on a great match and tell a great story. There was absolutely no storytelling and no psychology behind it. It was, we're going to get you hyped up before we send you home. Have fun. Thanks for coming out. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it's just people looking into things too much. Um, it's a fact that Marty Skrull's contract doesn't run out when the rest of theirs run out. So how can you say that, that, that 
oh, this is because of him taking up too much time and da 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 da. No, it's crap. People are overthinking things. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, but again, it. great night of action. Um, let's get into talking about a few other things. I, so have you been following Impact at all? No, not really. I'm going to talk about some controversy there. So there's this angle right now with the LAX. You know LAX, right? So there's this angle right now where LAX is fighting the OG LAX because King is with Hernandez and Homicide while Conan is with his two new guys, Ortiz and whatever the other guy's name is. And this angle has just been out in left field with so much crazy shit happening. The last crazy thing I saw was LAX got back their tag belts that were stolen by the OGs and they were celebrating outside and the OGs went to run them over and they dove out the way and this little 10-year-old kid that was with them got hit by the car and ran over. Oh, Jesus. I, and everyone's like, what? He wants to go jumping the shark. You ran over a 10-year-old kid on television. I love Impact and I think they're doing great things. But it, that was a little much for me. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sure Rikishi did it for The Rock. Right, he did it for The Rock. <laughs> Rikishi was like, that's for The Rock. Yeah. And he run that 10-year-old kid over because he was carrying the belt. Right. No, but uh, it's interesting. Some people are kind of turned off by it. I like it because it's Attitude Era. It's ECW. It's WCW. It's all those things that we loved when we were watching wrestling back in college. Yeah throw into this and maybe a little bit over the edge and extreme, but it gives them their own thing. Yeah. Again, there's something for everybody. Impact wrestling, I think is creating their own lane and, and doing something different. There's a vehicle stopped on the road ahead and my girl's falling all over in the car. Yeah. I thought I shut that ways off. So just so you guys know, I'm driving. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot of drama with that. Some people are pissed about it. I think, again, people get too mad about things that go on in professional wrestling. All right. Get over it. The show. Enjoy the show. Yeah. It's freaking fine. No different than anything else. No different than anything else going on in the world. People get over, over like... Seriously. Yeah. You don't like it? Take a knee. Right. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't seen the memes I've been sharing... I did. I, God. I've seen some of them. You gotta look at the... I'm going to send you. Everyone's been, everyone's been putting those things out. Have you seen the Scott Steiner one yet? Yeah, they're, they're all funny. Yeah, that was good, too. The Scott Steiner one is the best one with the Steiner man. Yeah. That's my absolute favorite one. And then there's a Chris Benoit one. <laughs> <laughs> Believe in something. You've been sacrificing everything. Yeah. Picture of Chris Benoit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, that's a little rough, but I like it. I think my... I like the Scott Steiner one. And then my second favorite one is Fala Ba, who's my friend on Facebook. He created one and shared one that said, Ba in something, even if it means Ba in everything. <laughs> Just Ba it. <laughs> so those things are funny anyway. Now let's get into the main, the main show. Let's talk a little bit about WWE. There's so much going on between this whole evolution coming up, which, by the way, they can't sell this thing out. Nope. They're having this big problem because it's not sold out yet. Yep. 
when are they going to understand that no one wants to go see an all-women's pay-per-view? And I won't say no one. There are people that do. You will get fans that will come out. You'll get probably a lot of females that want to go. But you just a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys that just don't want to watch three hours of women wrestling. Right. Well, I think the other problem is, and I was thinking about this the other day too, is that it's when it is. Like, like they already have this super show going on in Hell in a, uh, yeah, in Hell in a Cell. Then the Super Show, Revolution, then Survivor, all within two months. Yeah, there's so much going on. Right. So, so Hell in a Cell actually sounds like next weekend, I think. Right. But so then, you got, then you got the Super Show at the beginning of October. Yeah. And the end of October is going to be Evolution. Yep. And the Survivor Series coming up after that. And I, I don't know. I don't think it's. Well, so I, you made people kind of. Are they not doing a regular WWE pay per view in October because they're doing the Super Show? No, yeah, exactly. The Super Show basically is their pay per view, but it's not like because they're pretty much adding, like, they're adding matches to it that go- coincide with the storylines that are going on. So it's not like, it's not like they're, it would be one thing if they were just in, 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 um, Saudi Arabia, right? Where they just kind of did anything. Yeah, there's the we're doing anything aspect of it, but then they're also adding in all these other things that are kind of making it its own part, part of the storyline rather than its own separate show. Right, exactly. Yeah, because they keep. I heard there's going to be a lot of title changes. There title changes at that. Yeah, show. they're pushing like they're pushing a lot of stuff on it. I don't like it. It's going to happen at like three in the morning in, in America. On the Super Show? Yeah, well, the Super Show? Yeah. Yeah, because it's in Australia. The whole, none of that. It's, it happens at like, um, Australia is like almost a full day ahead of us. It's like three out. It's like three of them. I think it starts at three in the morning our time or four yeah. in the morning our time. That's right. crazy. There's no one's going to watch it on that time. Yeah, you're not gonna get any live. You're gonna get a few live right. viewers. You're gonna get the extremes. You get, you know, who'll watch it? Some of the apostles are gonna watch it. Travis Moody will be right, up for them watching that live in the morning because he does it for New Japan. So I know that he'll be up to watch that live. Actually, maybe he won't because he's disgusted with the product. That's the thing. There's so many people that are disgusted with the WWE product right now. Yeah, you're hard pressed to get a bunch. Your people that would get up and watch that at three, four in the morning. Are your hardcore wrestling fans yeah. and your hardcore wrestling fans hate the product that Vince is shoving down our throats right now? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, to to promote a to promote something like this that's going to be somewhere that's not like feasible for everybody is just yep. not a good thing to do. Like, like you said, like no one's they're not going to get live pay per view like numbers. The fact that it's going to be like three in the morning for us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Vince doesn't get it though. Vince is so out of touch with everything in the world right now. He doesn't know what's going on. He just does whatever he feels like because he's Vince and he just feels that I'm Vince. I'll do what I want. I, I can't wait till he puts the reins down and gets rid of Kevin Dunn and. Actually, I'm starting to not really like Road Dog too much. Road Dog, of course, does all the booking for SmackDown. And he is that guy. People talk about Vince not listening to the fans. Road Dog does not listen to the fans. 
I may be blocked by Road Dog on Twitter right now. <laughs> I'm not sure, but he tweeted something the other day about having his sobriety and being so happy that he's sober. And I th- and I tweeted back to him, "Oh, now it all makes sense. You must have been drunk when you were producing the crap that's been going on on SmackDown. Hopefully, the show will get better." Typically, when people do that, they get blocked by the Road Dog. I haven't checked yet, but I'm probably blocked. Yeah, I don't really care. He blocks people. Anytime a fan complains about what what he's doing, he's just like, F you, and then blocks them. Listen to your fans, man. Can't do that shit. Listen to your fans. Interact with your fans that that aren't happy. Talk to them. Find out why. So you can make your fans happy. But whatever. Who cares? Um, the evolution, I don't know if it's going to be a good show. I'm not behind so much of it. I mean, there's so many, there are great women in the WWE. I'm not going to say there are, but there's a lot of things that I just don't care about. I, you know, I, the Bella twins, God, we could talk for an hour about how horrible the Bella twins are. Did you see the Bella twins on Raw? Yeah. Did you see? How bad Brie Bella was botching oh, yeah. moves. Yeah. Renee Young. Oh, I don't think you're going to see much ring rust for them because they're great. Brie yeah. Bella can't even dive. She tries to dive through the ropes. Her first dive through the ropes, she gets caught up on the ropes as she's diving. It almost falls in her yeah. face. The second time, she did like this super slow dive and didn't even reach the other girls and landed like at their yeah, knees. I wasn't even sure what that whole thing was about. It's about the Bellas suck. They aren't the wrestlers. They have a spot on the roster because Bree's married to Daniel Bryan and Nikki had her thing with John Cena. Get rid of them. They're horrible. Bree's bad on the mic. She's not good in the ring. She brings down Daniel Bryan. Just start with Daniel Bryan makes me hate Daniel Bryan more. I already don't like Daniel Bryan because he's bad on the microphone. I really don't like him when he's with Bree because they suck together. They're the worst. But I don't know. It's You need to get rid of them. Send them somewhere. Keep them on Total Bellas and don't put them on TV. Please and yeah. thank you. Exactly. It's just people hate on Carmella. Carmella can't wrestle. No, Bree Bella cannot wrestle. She is bad. She is horrible. Get rid of her. Get rid of the Bellas. I don't want to see them. I already know that it's going to lead to this whole thing is going to lead up to a match with them at Survive at Evolution. It's going to be the Bellas versus Ronda Rousey and Natalia. Mark my words. Uh, Evolution? No, I think they're in a. Aren't they all in a tag match? I think against somebody yeah, else. Like Alexa Bliss and like that. No, no, Alexa Bliss is fighting right, Trish. Yeah, that's right. I thought I thought I thought they've been together ahead of time, but at the end of the day, it's gonna be if you watch how that angle's going, the Bella is trying to buddy buddy up with with Ronda Rousey, and Ronda's like, No, I got Natalia. It's gonna lead to them having a match in evolution or shortly after, maybe Survivor yeah, Series. I hope sure not. I'm pretty sure well, that they have I thought I read somewhere that they're gonna be like Six man tag or something like that with the Bella 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see what happens. Again, I don't really care about that pay per view. I'm not into it. They don't have enough top drawing females to make me interested in that pay per view. There's not enough titles. Great, the May Young Classic's gonna have the finals yeah. there. Hack, Jenks, Hack Jenkins already ruined that for me because I was reading the post on Ringside News and Hack Jenkins had a spoiler in one of his freaking articles about who's in the finals, even though I haven't watched it. I heard the first round was great. I gotta watch that this week. The first round of the May Young Classics up. Maybe we'll watch that later with my girl. But interesting. There's not much more. What else is it going to be? Both women's titles will probably be on the yeah. line. So that's great. Um, hopefully, I heard they might be introducing the women's tag belts. Maybe that will have something to do there. Maybe a tournament. Maybe matches prior to it leading to a finals there. I don't know. But they're going to have to do a lot to really get people behind this pay-per-view. I don't think it's going right. to be great. It's not going to matter personally. because, like I said, like they have so much going on, that people are just gonna pick and choose what they want to see. And so, more things coming yeah. up, like, like coming up shortly, like um, the women's evolution, probably fourth on the list of things that people want to see. I think fourth is too high. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, but it's just the product's just so bad and so watered down. Because they just keep doing crap. Look what they're doing to get pops. The best pop you got this week was Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Yeah. It tells you something when those are the guys getting bigger pops than your fucking current yeah. stars. It's crazy. Also, now they're talking. I heard rumors that Shawn Michaels. So it's being reported that Shawn Michaels is going to be the special guest referee yeah. for Triple H for Undertaker. Yeah, I, I heard that too. Then there's gonna be then Shawn Michaels is gonna have they're saying five matches is what they're talking about. Bringing Shawn Michaels back in the ring, he's gonna have five oh, matches. I hope not. Me too. Mind, like I'm sure Shawn Michaels. I don't mind Shawn Michaels. I like him and all, but I don't want to see eighty year old Shawn Michaels wrestling anybody. True story. It's not my thing. I'm not I into. I don't even want to see like as much as I love the Undertaker. I don't even want to see. I really don't want to see him versus Triple H. <laughs> but it's the casual fans. They've got casual I fans. Get why they're doing it because they're going. The casual fans know some of these big names, so to them, it's yeah, huge. I understand. Yeah, that for the people in Australia, I get that one. I totally understand why they're doing it. After that, after that, no, I don't want to see them ever again. No, okay. never again. Keep them out of the ring. You're never going to get your your stars over the way you really want them if you continue to do this stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the problem with the WWE right now. Focusing too much on bringing back these old guys because it's casual fans who don't really care about the product in the ring right now. Speaking of the product in the ring right now, did you watch Raw this week? So, what do you think of the Authors of Pain being paired with Drake Maverick? I don't understand it at all. I don't get, like, what. First off, Drake Maverick looked stupid in that yeah. outfit. But for God's sake, put him in a suit or something. Right. Put him in a, put him in that stupid polka dot suit 
with the bow tie that he used to wear on Impact when he was Rockstar Spud. So don't put him in the AOP outfit. He just looks bad. It was just horrible looking. It's, it kind of makes me feel like Vince did it because he thinks little guys are funny. Yeah, I don't know. In this suit, it'll be hilarious. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why he's with them. It's dumb. They don't, yeah, they may need us. I can see why they need us. I mean, I think they needed a manager with them with Paul Ellering was great. Yeah. There's a lot of, no one really knows why he wasn't brought over. I heard Vince didn't want him coming up because he thinks he's too old. Yeah, I heard that too. I also heard that Paul Ellering just didn't want to do the traveling that's on the main yeah, roster. I mean, the guy is like 70. They're in Florida the whole time. The guy's also like 70 years old. It's probably like, I don't feel like going everywhere. I don't feel like traveling everywhere that you're going right. to go. So I'm not going to go for that. So who knows which the truth. We'll probably never find out what the truth right. is of it. But either way, I'm not a fan of – I think they should have kept Paul Ellering with him. And if he didn't want to travel, he didn't want to do it. <laughs> Put him, put them with Paul Heyman for God's sake. Heyman is your guy for for them. Heyman is absolutely the guy that should be with the AOP right now and should be their manager. Because what do you do for them? You got to put him with someone. They're already talking about putting him with a stable. Why not make that his stable? Start out with the AOP and add somebody else to it. I think that's the route you go with it. And I think they're crazy for not doing that. I think they're crazy for doing it the way that they're doing it. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And so here's the other thing that that brings up. Is Drake Maverick a heel or a face? Because he's a face GM. Yeah, but he's a heel manager. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make sense. He's done a great job as the general manager of of 205 Live. I'm going to give him a lot of credit for that. He's turned that brand around. As the face of the brand, despite there's some being there's some guys that personally I can't get behind. I can't get behind Cedric Alexander as the cruiserweight champion. Yeah. I have no desire to watch him. Some people like him. I know some people that love Cedric. To me, Cedric Alexander is Spot Monkey Darren Young. Yeah. Flippy Darren Young. Everything about him is Darren Young. Some people don't see it, but when I pointed out to them, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't notice that. Like, look at what he does. His haircut is the same haircut that Darren Young has. His finisher is an inverted Darren Young finisher. <laughs> Darren Young does the gut yep. buster. He does the lumbar check. Same thing, just on the back instead of the yep. stomach. He's just he's flippy Darren Young. That's what I call him. And I'm like, I have no use for you. You don't have your own look. You don't have your own style. I hate his, his music. Who put him with that song? Why does he come out to a country-sounding song? I think you take his music and you take uh, Mustafa Ali's music and flip them. Okay. That's how I think that should have been done. <laughs> Mustafa Ali is a rap song. That should be Cedric Alexander's yeah. music. Sorry. Call me a racist. I'm black. I can say that. But I don't know. Other than, like, I'm not huge on what's going on in 205 Live. That's why people aren't getting behind it. I don't think people are getting behind Cedric Alexander. Bring up your boy, Johnny Gargano, and put him on 205 Live and give him the title. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do yet. 
NC's kind of, I mean, right now, I don't think there's going to be any no movement right now. I think with everything going on uh, over the next, call it two months or so, um, I don't think you're going to see anything until probably Royal Rumble time like after that point. I don't know. I heard they're planning some calls really soon because they were going to do them after SummerSlam, but they never happened. Yeah, I don't know. So, so we'll see. I don't know. I, I heard they're going to happen. We'll see if they happen. I'd like to see some, but I think Gargano needs to go to 205 Live. I don't. I don't see him making a name for himself on the main roster. He's too small. But he's also for me. He's another guy I can't get behind. I hate his theme music. Yeah, he's not very exciting theme music, right? His theme music's just too... Like, when I hear his theme music, do you know what I think? I think Crazy Taxi. Remember the game Crazy Taxi? Yeah. I I feel like his theme music should be played on Crazy yeah, Taxi. That's what I mean. That's Rebel Rebel and you know the funny thing? He chose his own theme music. They didn't give him that. That was Johnny Gargano's voice because he wanted a, a happy, fun theme song. You can have a happy fun theme song, but make one that's like, you know. Does it sound like a girl? Like it sounds like a girl. It sounds like a girl's music. It works great for his wife. Candace comes out. Candace, Candace Marie, Candace, whatever. She comes out to his theme music, and it's fitting right. for her because she's a female. Right. Johnny Gargano is, like, some people love him. Like, he's got a great indie following. He's Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. But there's some the same amount of people that can't stand him. I mean, I think it was clear on NXT this week when you had those two chants, the Johnny wrestling and Johnny failure. Yeah. I think that was clear that there's equally as many people that don't like him as there are that like him. And and, and it is what it is. Uh, I don't think that, that he's going to get over on the main roster until he changes that up. Change his song. Just for me do that, one thing. <laughs> Some people are going to say, oh, you're petty for that. So those people are going to tell me on Facebook, oh, I, I listen to your podcast. That's so petty, his song. You're stupid. I don't like his song. And I'm sure there are other people that feel the exact same way about me and won't get behind a guy like that. I'm like, you're a bitch. Your song says I'm a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I look at it. And I'm like, oh, you're not champion material. You're a bitch. You even have a bitch yeah. song. It's one of those things. I, I'm an entire package guy. A lot of people don't understand that. I look at the entire package. How does your entire package show? How does your entire package play out on screen? You know, like, people hate Carmella because, oh, Carmella is not a great wrestler. But Carmella is a heel. A lot of heels don't have to be great wrestlers. They do heelish moves. They cheat. They talk shit to the crowd. And they make people... So that's why I like her. She doesn't have to. So I, you know what I mean. I, it, at the same time, I look at a guy like Johnny Gargano, who's a great wrestler in the ring, but I, I, I don't like his promos. I think he comes off as a little bit of a bitch, and the song sucks. That's part of the whole package. How you look when you come to the ring, how you talk on the microphone. If I don't like it, I'm not going to get behind you. I'm just, I'm just, that's it. It's my thoughts on it. 
You know, I think mic work is huge. So I don't like Roman. I think Roman's horrible on the oh, microphone. He's terrible on the microphone. I, I think he's horrible on the microphone, and I hate the fact that he never ditched the shield gimmick. Yeah, he really. He needed to recreate him. I think they wanted to keep it, though. They wanted him to be. And what did they do? Huh? <laughs> what did they do? They had him come back as the shield again. Yeah. It's dumb. You should have. You should have. What you should have done is taken him and repackaged him. Give him a new look. Give him a new identity. Not a new identity completely, but kind of a new identity. Make him somebody new so that people can get behind this guy. That's not Shield Roman Reigns. Ooh, ah! I, and I never get. I don't understand wrestlers that do things like that either. How like so? Every time you get ready to do your spear, you give this big. Ooh, ah! If I'm wrestling you, I know you're going to do the spear. I'm just going to dive to the ground and let you dive over me and miss your spear yeah. because you gave it away when you scream like a damn monkey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it goes like continuity and stuff like that. I'm a big person on that kind of stuff. Like, I don't like finishers that need to be set up. And it's not a good one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't like that. Like I and this I can get some setup, but not a setup where you have to where you're giving away your right. finisher. I'm not even a huge fan of sweet chin music. Although, you know, it was great. Sweet chin music was great and I marked out to it so much. But when you really think about it, you know it's coming because he stomps his feet right if before. You know, it. If you know what it's still, when he did he did that, he stomped his feet and stuff like that in matches that are are like just um Jobber match. You know what I mean? Like, True. You're right. Match, he didn't do that. It was. Just pick it out of nowhere. Right. That's what he wanted. So, and like, like, Randy Orton, even like, Yes, RKO. I love that. RKO out right. of nowhere. I, yeah, but Matt, like, ones that don't need to be set up. Something that you, like, in the middle of a match, you can all of a sudden nail, and then, like, you're right in the middle of a You can move, and then, boom, nail. Yep. Uh, yep, right. fact. I don't like ones where you have to sit there, and you have to wait for them to, to do something, and then you got to go and get something, you got to pick them up, you know, it's all that stuff. It's too much. Oh, no. A finisher's got to be something that doesn't, yeah. uh, like I said, a finisher's got to be something that doesn't, uh, that you can just do whenever you're not. It doesn't require you giving it away. It doesn't require you to let everybody know, hey, I'm going to do my finisher. Yeah. And, and it could be, like, if it's something subtle, like Ric Flair, before he would do the, the, the figure forward, like, spin, oh, no, it wasn't, Greg Valentine used to spin his finger in the air to give the signal that he was about to do the yeah. figure four. I get that. Different. Like, I get that. Different. Jake used to do that before PDT, swing his finger in the air. But you can't see that as the right. opponent. You don't know what. So it doesn't give it away. Right, exactly. And you're already in position for the maneuver right, as well. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I can't get behind moves like that. I can't get behind that. By the way, also, did you see, did you watch NXT this week? No. Watch NXT and watch the Kyrie Sane match. 
I was impressed with Kyrie Sane this week, and you know I don't like her. You know I think she's cardboard. Yeah. I was impressed with her this week. She's coming into herself and coming into her character. And I saw a lot of character from her and a lot of who she is in that match. Like she had a lot more interact. Like I said, I, I think she's getting comfortable with this, with the, the pirate princess character and making it her own now. I think it took her a while to do that, to like get used to it and decide, okay, here's who I am and here's what I'm going to do. But I think she's getting there now. And I saw, I saw glimpses of it this week in her match on NXT. Um, just she, she, her motions were more fluid where it didn't look like she was like robotic and just like doing the, Hey, do this. And she was like, just doing whatever kind of like, remember when you used to tell Derek to do things and he would never do it. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's Kyrie saying, you just, you tell her how to do it. And she just doesn't do it right. You're like, ah, but I think she finally owned her character and and brought it to that level where now you can see, okay, I see this. I see you as this character now because it looks fluid and it doesn't look cardboard. Um, I, I was really impressed with her this week. So definitely check that match. I think it was a good match. By the way, if they put some NXT women and maybe some women that they've had, that they signed to the Mae Young Classic onto Evolution, that might make that card a little better. But we'll see what happens. Um, what do you think about Paul Heyman? We we're just talking about Paul Heyman. What do you think about him create, having his own stable now? Well, that'd be great if they can one. That's talk, talk in the back is that they're going to get Paul Heyman his own stable and create a stable with him. I've been thinking about it, and I'm wondering. So, if you are putting together Paul Heyman's stable. Who do you pair him with? Uh, depends. What uh, what is he on? Back down on Raw. Oh, he's gonna stay on Raw. You know, you're gonna keep him on Raw. If he's on Raw, he's probably gonna be with that. He might be part of that um that possible they got right now with Braun Strowman and Ziggler and Drew Strowman and probably Kevin Owens, the four of them. I like Kevin Owens. I don't know if I like him with the rest of them. I don't. I don't understand how you put Owens and Braun together after all everything that happened with them. Maybe I guess you can find a way to do it. But I think Kevin Owens is the main event guy. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is the prize fighter, man. He's a made up guy. That would make sense if he didn't. If he didn't come out at the end of Raw last week, along with everyone else, and beat up the Shield. I guess. So obviously they must be fine with that. They must want you to just not think they can easily they easily just say, Hey, if you can't beat him, join him kind of deal. And that way. And just, you know what? And Paul Heyman just be the mediator and say, Look, you're him, you're him, squash it, we're back to normal, let's go move forward. You can make you can make Paul Heyman the mediator of that group and that'd be fine. Yeah, Paul Heyman can absolutely do that. And then it sets up for turns later on if you want to turn one of them face and get them out of there. You have, um, and then it would be, it's going to be those four um, with Paul Heyman. And, it would, you know, the problem is whenever you have a big time stable, you need like an outlier who's like the man to be able to challenge that stable. And I don't think the, the Shield as a group can do it. 
I don't, I don't know. They just don't. I don't see them kind of match. They need another big time person. I don't know. I mean, it depends. If you do it the right way, I think Paul Heyman can do it the right way. So, like, think about the stable part of it. He had like ten guys in the stable, eight guys in the stable at one time, and it wasn't like they were. I'm talking about the other side. Like, if you have a stable, you need to have like. When you had the NBA, NWO and Sting. You know what I mean? Sting on NWO. It was. Roman Reigns. That's the guy. And they're going to go, as much as we hate him and we don't think that it should be him, that's yeah, who it then, is. Then, then, just. Then, fact, fact, gonna accept. The fact that he's connected to the Shield, he's just not a, a lone person. It's like Gold, then they put Goldberg was with NWO. And then it was like, it was Evolution. And it became, you know, Evolution was the big one. And it was. Um, like John Cena, you know, you know they did like the Nexus, and it was John Cena versus the Nexus. You know what I mean? So whenever you have like a big group or a group stable, you need to have like a person to go against it. You know, not a, not always because you've had stables versus stables. You had the um, who was it? The the disciples of yeah, apocalypse, was gimmicky, right? Though. That was when it's dumb. It was terrible then. Too many stables. You can't have too many stables. Fair enough. You can't have too many stables. But if you have a couple, if you have the shield and you have Heyman stable, why not? And maybe you know how you know what the build to that comes out like. What? Because you can you you can bring Brock back at some point and throw him into the mix somehow. Either Brock. Joins up with the shield and comes out, yeah. or Brock just comes back and one of the other guys ends up leaving. It gets, there's so many things you can do if you if you throw a stable like that together and you put them against the yeah. shield. It it can work only because they're making the shield their guys. Like we already know you're gonna see now. What you're gonna see is you're gonna see um, Drew and Dolph. Defending the tag belts against the yeah, Shield. I know, I know. Yeah, and Rollins. And, yeah, I guess Ambrose and Rollins. Yeah, I totally get. I totally see that. And you have Braun and Roman fighting for the world title. Yeah, I totally see that's the com- that's how they're going to do it. I totally see that. Um, I don't know where you get the Intercontinental title into there. Yeah, but, but Kevin Owens, who's going to fight him for it? The Shield's only three guys. Well, you got to throw someone else in that group. You could throw, like, a, who has the uh, actually belt right now? I don't even know. <laughs> it's how ridiculous the Intercontinental title is. Nobody even knows or cares who has that title. Uh, doesn't Rollins have it again? I, I Maybe. Maybe. He might have. You might be right. He, didn't, he got it back. Didn't You're right. He got it back. Oh. oh. Kevin Owens takes it from Rollins. Yeah. And, and then Rollins and Ambrose go for the tag title. Yeah, and then you can throw somebody in against Owens. You can, it could be like, you could do like a Finn Balor, or you can do like a, a Bobby Lashley. <laughs> um, a bunch of people, and it sets up, and it also sets up a great uh, four way uh, Survivor right. Series I mean, match. You can throw someone into that group. Maybe it could be. It could just be somebody else that's feuding with Kevin Owens that now, because they do that all right. the time. You're not in the group. 
come out and you, you work with them. You can bring up. So, you can even bring in like a. You can randomly bring in like a John Cena or something like that. Yep. And fact. You know, so that's that's why if there was going to make a stable, that would be the. I think it'd be a four-person stable. I think it would be Ron, Drew, Dolph, and Kevin Owens. I like it. I think that's great, and I'm behind it. If they do that, if I hope someone's, I hope someone listens to yeah. this, and this somehow gets in front of Vince or or uh, Hunter, and they decide, dude, that's a good idea. Let's steal it. Steal my idea. I won't even be mad yeah. <laughs> if no one's given you that idea already, and it's not something you go in with. <laughs> steal our idea. Yeah. We won't be mad. We'll be happy that you did it. I don't want anything for it. <laughs> Enjoy that. House. Free a charge. Free a charge from the boneyard. There you go. You could bring in, it could be where you bring in a repackaged uh, uh, Bray Wyatt. Ooh, that's an interesting thought. If you, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Bray Wyatt. What's that? It looks like they're about to repackage Bray Wyatt. That's yeah. something that I believe is about to happen. Yeah, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but whatever. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? I don't. I have no idea what they're gonna do with it. Um, I mean, it sucks that they have to do it, but they kind of killed his character a long time ago, and the only reason they saved it was able to keep him around was packaging him with Matt Hardy. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how that all goes down. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with him. Well. Well, I guess we're kind of kind of good for this week. We just talked for about an hour. So, uh, I don't know. I have a lot to talk about next week. Next, So, next week, I think next week is Hell in a Cell, if I'm correct. I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's, I believe the... the you want to look it up for me real quick? You in front of your computer? Yeah, but, um, what's the 18th, 18th, the 7th, 8th, 9th, 16th. Yeah, next Sunday. Yeah. So, next Sunday is... Is uh, Hell in a Cell. So next Thursday, we'll do a Hell in a Cell preview. Yeah, hopefully they'll. If I don't have any, I don't think they have anything totally. The card totally announced. But it should be by Thursday. You think by Thursday we'll know everything that's going on? I don't so think we'll so. I think we might have two weeks. No, it's the sixteenth. The tenth is on Monday. That's my birthday. It is my birthday on Monday. And then six days later, Sunday, that's the 16th. This would make Rob go home show this week, but that's – it's just odd. I think, you know, it is odd. It is because they haven't built it up because they've been building up Super Show and Evolution so much that Helena Cell is kind of just taking a back seat. Right, exactly. But it's the 16th. That's what it's happening. Right. So next week, we'll run it down. We'll do a preview show and talk about all the matches and give our predictions on what's going to happen. And uh, what? Looking at the updated the card at the moment. I don't even know half the card, to be honest. Roman with you. and Braun and inside inside the hell and cell. Hell, hell, yeah. It's Claire and Becky Lynch inside hell and cell. Yep. It's Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss. It's Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton inside of hell and cell. Um, it's Dana Bryan and Marie versus Miz and Maurice, and then the Icons will be. New Day versus whoever they whoever it's going to be the whoever on Tuesday. Yeah, and then that and then possibly the Rod Tag titles would be Dolphin versus Seth and Dean. 
maybe, unless Seth defenders in a continental title. Yeah. So there's many ways you can go with that. I think we'll find that out um, this coming Monday on Raw. We'll find yeah. out which one of those titles are going to be on the line and, or how that works. Yeah. They might not even put them against Seth and Dean yet. You could see him give uh, the BT but rematch. And then throw and have uh, Seth defend the Intercontinental title maybe against Kevin yeah, Owens. Like yep. Paul Heyman comes out, and that's how you stop putting that stable together yeah, that so, night. I think that would be great. But we'll get into that next week because we'll end up spending a whole other hour right now talking about everything in that. So next week, make sure you guys tune in. We're going to talk about Hell in a Cell. Um, we always have a great segment. So uh, we'll, we'll get out of here now. That's the end of this week. Peace out. Another great episode in the books. Of course, next week we will be back. Trying to get this on our regular time Thursday. Sorry for the late post this week but next week we're gonna do our rundown we're gonna preview hell in a cell for you and get you all ready for that one again for mike k i'm sean puff you've been listening to smarks spot monkeys and super hicks hey cena get us out of here big up boston